Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, co-host along here with Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And we hope you're listening on purpose. If you just found us, you're tooling around the city and in your car, or you just found us accidentally on a podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, we are a show designed primarily for men, talking to guys as our primary audience. We have a lot of lady listeners. I talked to somebody this weekend, says she loves the show, and that's great. We love people to listen, anyone. Uh, but we, we talk primarily to the guys, and we would say, guys, uh, we believe that you were created with a purpose, and that purpose was to be a man, and you're not fully um, living in your destiny as a man if you're not walking with God through Jesus Christ. And uh, we believe here that uh, that's, that's part of life is, is walking with God. So we talk about all kinds of different things on this show, different perspectives. We want to hear the stories that God is writing in men's lives. Uh, and the struggles they've had and the victories they've had and just different perspectives. And a lot of us uh, have perspectives in regards to work and being a husband and a father and all those things. But I want to talk, we're going to talk today about a very tricky topic. We're going to talk about a topic today that can really uh, arouse some, some pretty passionate viewpoints uh, within people who maybe share the similar viewpoints. So let me kick it off by asking the viewers to imagine with me, if you will, you're driving home from work. It's been a long day and you're headed home and you get down to the end of that ramp that you get to, to get to your house. And when you get down to the end of that ramp, you see off in the distance, about four or five cars up, you see someone standing outside with a cardboard sign and you know what's on that cardboard sign and you see the word homeless, please help. And that person begins to make their walk up, down the cars, headed your way. So my question to the listeners are, what is going through your mind? Is it condemnation? They should clean this up. I should help this person. If I help them, I'm hurting them. What's going through your mind when you see that person walking towards you? So today we're talking about the problem of homelessness. And it's a problem on many fronts. And we're going to talk to a couple of gentlemen today who are on the front line uh, helping about that homeless situation. And it's not a situation, it's people. <laughs> and we're going to talk to how do we help these people who are in these situations of homelessness. So, okay, so before we introduce our, our two guests, yep. Chad, what, what emotions do you feel when you're driving down and you get to the end of the, you know, where the stoplight is and you see someone. I, there should be, I should do something, right? Sometimes it's guilt. Sometimes it's conviction. If I've got little eyes in the back seat, all of a sudden it rises up because they're going to ask, what are we going to do? <laughs> so I'm scrambling around trying to find some food that I may have or, you know, it's, it's just, it's complicated. Yeah, it, It's complicated with me. And I can assure it's probably complicated with everyone, and it's especially complicated in the actual real world of how do we do, what do we do with this, this problem? Yeah, so, so Norm and Wally, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to have you guys. Well, thank you. Um, you guys have been involved in working in the homeless ministry for, Norm, how long? Well, I've been involved for 11 years. I think Wally goes back much further than I because he's older than me. Is that right? Well, not I don't, really. I don't buy that. No. <laughs> but uh, Wally has less hair than you, Norm. Yes. I'm <laughs> aging gracefully. 
Well, only how long have you been uh, involved in homeless ministry? Probably about 14 years. So 14 years ago, what in the world happened to you? Well, uh, through my change of heart and my change of spirit through uh, Jesus Christ, I, I felt that there's somewhere I need to serve. I need to give back what's been given to me. Mm. And so uh, through uh, a church Bible study and some friends who were volunteering at this ministry, we had, which was just started, uh, we saw an opportunity, you know, maybe we fit in here, you know. And so uh, we went with them a few times, and uh, through the next few months, we just felt like, you know, we're helping someone, we're sharing what's been shared with us. And so uh, just got connected there, and I don't feel like, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to go anywhere else, you know, unless you know god leads me somewhere else but it felt it felt good yeah it felt like the uh this is this is i'm using my heart my heartbeat like god's put in my heart you're god's using the gifts god's using my passions and this is a good you and your wife right yes yes okay mm-hmm. um and that started 14 years ago yeah roughly 14 and you yeah. have been pretty much involved every week for all these years 51 weeks out of the year well you take one week off thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> that's because i think you all don't even have it during thanksgiving is that correct we used well to. Yeah. thanksgiving's always on a thursday right and uh, most places in town especially uh, wayside and places really put on uh you know a lot of food and and a lot of things are going on and by the time it gets to us at you know 6 30 in the afternoon uh everybody's pretty much you know found their place to stay and stuff and man very few people ever show up you know we've got more volunteers than we we've got because uh, they've already been filled yeah. up already oh yeah they have three yeah. meals a day at wayside and we had trouble finding cooks you know our cooks are home cooking for their families oh okay and we had very few guests like wally said we uh, some thanksgivings we'd have five people show up for dinner okay so um so one week out of the year thanksgiving week you 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 take off but every other week you are rocking and rolling thursday (laughs) evening uh providing meals for the homeless and the less fortunate. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so Norm, uh, uh, how in the world did you get connected and how did you get involved? Well, I went through a life change, as most guys do when they get close to my age, and I, I realized that the world didn't revolve around me, that I wasn't the center of this world, and I wasn't in control, that maybe God was in control. And I started going to church, and I, in a Bible study, I heard about this ministry, and I went down to volunteer and I've never turned my back away from it. It's just something that pulled me in and said, this is where you belong. Mm. And so uh, that first time that you went, what was it like? Well, it was, um, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being honest Okay, here. so so you, spiritually, God had done a, a, a great work in your heart. Yep. He had turned you to him and had drawn you to him, and you're like, okay, I'm in a Bible study, I'm, I'm a part of worship, I need to go serve. You go down there to serve, and you're terrified. Well, I'm out of my comfort zone. <laughs> you know, I'm dealing with people that don't have anything, 
and I'm not sure that I have the resources to do anything for them except to make me feel better by giving them a coat or a blanket. And I don't think that's what it should be about. So I'm just way out of my comfort zone trying to feel my way through that that whole night. Like, what is this all about? What are we doing here? Did, did you do much work or is it more observation? That, that No, no, no. They put you to work right away. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, so, okay. So, Wally, when you went down the first time, were you scared? Are uh, you, you nervous? Yeah, you you just you don't know what to expect. Uh, other than you know you're going to face fifty people like the guy at the end of the ramp, you know that you were talking about, and so you're just trying to fit in and and see where you you can help, but you you still have that standoffish feel because you don't know how to connect. Yeah, um, there's, I mean, many of these folks haven't had a shower or a bath mm-hmm. in a while. They're hungry. They're, uh, they're, they're all homeless. Is that right? Is that right? No, Norm? no. We get a lot of visitors that walk down from Wayside. We're within walking distance of Wayside. We get some from Salvation Army. We also serve what we call the near homeless. Those people that live in the neighborhood that are one paycheck away from being homeless, that, okay. that are making a decision between LG&E and food. Or one night we had a woman who needed an ambulance run, and she said, no, I can't afford an ambulance. I got an LG&E bill due. So mm. we decided we'll call the ambulance. We'll take care of that. I think the city picked up that cost. But it's those people we call near homeless. So, so they've got a place, but they are they are really, really on the edge yes, of yes. of become, possibly becoming homeless. Yes. And so you, and, and the ministry that, you, that God's called you to, called what's it called? What what, what, what what is the ministry where you serve, Norm? It's called Lost Sheep Ministry. Lost Sheep yes. Ministry. Yes. And uh, and so you just connect uh, in that way, like that lady. Um, who did have a home, of the percentage of those who are near homeless and those who are, are homeless, what, what is the, are the vast majority of them have a home or not? No, the, I think the vast majority are homeless. Are homeless. Mm-hmm. Have nothing but a blanket. Well, some are living in the shelter system. Okay. But they don't have a home. So they're at the rescue mission, right. and they're staying there, and they might be have been there for quite some time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and come back and talk more with Wally and Norm, and we're going to talk about uh, what, what, what do we do in this role as, as someone who is, sees the folks, folks on the street, you know, when are we helping them, when are we hurting them, and what are ways that... Uh, what happens on these evenings when, when they have folks come in? What what happens? How do they help these folks? So we're going to talk more about that in the next couple few segments. So join us uh, on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Rose and Kurt Souter. We are here with a couple great guys, Wally and Norm of Lost Sheep Ministry. And we're talking today about working with uh, the homeless in our city, and uh, it's a very complicated problem. And we're going to talk a little bit more in the next couple of segments about what that looks like. But I'll tell you, somebody who can help not make things complicated for you and your finances is Ellen and Credit Union. They are a local lender. They've been in this community for years, and they 
They want to help uncomplicate your life, whether it's home loans, business loans, second mortgages, credit cards, personal checking, business checking, Ellen and Credit Union. They've been a sponsor of our show and a, a real anchor in our community. We want to thank Ellen and Credit Union for being a part of our show and also Vision First Eye Care. If you need help with your vision, if you're saying, I'm just not getting the personal care I need, Vision First, I can speak from experience that I've been a customer of theirs for years. And boy, they help you not just see better, but they help you know about your eye health and they want to help plan for the, uh, that, you know, if you, if your eyes are like mine, they're getting progressively worse and they can help you give good steps. They're not just throwing contacts on you or glasses, uh, without really finding out more about you as a person. So we want to thank Ellen and credit union and vision first eye care. So, uh, Chad, when, when we're talking about this whole topic of, uh, you know, helping those in need, I'm reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew 25. He said, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And, and that's really the heartbeat of what you guys are doing. Um, Norman Wally, you, so you've been involved, you know, like 11 years, uh, like 14 years doing this on a week by week basis. That's, in, that's uh, awesome. I just want to commend you guys. That's and celebrate what you guys are doing. But you guys, uh, you got, uh, Norm, you got some statistics uh, here in the city of Louisville. Well, what's going on? And it's not just in the city of Louisville, but share with us uh, the statistics of homelessness and what's, what's going on in our city. Absolutely. Uh, I've got some numbers from Coalition for the Homeless. Okay. And this census was 2017. They're doing a new census at the end of January. So if you want to go out five in the morning and count people in tents, you're welcome to join them. Hmm. But yeah. last, uh, last census, they counted 6,373 homeless people in our city. And, and that number has dropped, believe it or not, a couple percentage each year. Because, really? Yes, which is a good thing. There are roughly 775 people living out on the streets or in camps. The problem is there's only, on a given night, 350 beds available at the shelters. So you can see the problem. We had um, a big camp down close to where we serve at at the Potter's House called Camp Campbell, and there were roughly 50 people in that camp. Those people got moved because of the soccer stadium. We don't know where they are. Every presentation we make, I get the question, why aren't these people working? And the coalition says, believe it or not, 60% of homeless people work. But they're working a minimum wage. And for the average apartment in Louisville, you'd have to work 74 hours a week. That doesn't include utilities or transportation. So it is just a it's a multi-layered problem. And and um, and Wally, you mentioned. I mean, this is not just in Louisville. Uh, you mentioned. Uh, I mean, this is all over our country. Yeah, around the country, there's. Uh, you know, you see on the news, uh, Seattle, Washington, uh, Washington D.C. Uh, a lot of places, it's it's growing problem, but apparently they haven't figured out how to fix it yet. And uh, I don't know that they're going about it the right way. Mm. Norm, you mentioned uh, you were recently in Washington, D.C., 
and tell our listeners what happened. Yeah, we uh, we were in D.C. in October. It was chilly. It wasn't down to zero, but it was chilly. And still, you had people camping on the sidewalks downtown, fairly close to the White House. You had to step over people to walk down the sidewalks. They're, they were camping and cooking on the sidewalks. It, it was, it's everywhere you look. San Francisco has got a huge problem. I think we talked earlier about it being a city within a city. Yeah. If you've seen any news on that, it's just unbelievable, the numbers of people that can't afford homes. And so um, so we've got over 700 folks who are on the streets just in our city of Louisville. Yes. And only only a few hundred beds, and that means there's going to be another couple, 300 people who have they, they, they have no place to go. Well, we do have a couple things uh, that, this, that the shelter systems provide. Like this weekend, they will be flying the white flag. So they will accept anybody in. Any time the temperature falls below 35, they'll fly the white flag and the doors are open. However, during the day when that temperature rises above 35, you're asked to leave. The shelters are pretty much filled with permanent homeless residents that are on some kind of a program. Now, I do have an emergency number if you want to share that with your listeners. If you see anybody that needs a bed, we can give that number out. Yeah, absolutely. Give that. Give yeah. us that number. That number is area code 502-637-2337. I couldn't read my own handwriting. So 502 502- Six three seven two three three seven. Correct. You, you, if we see someone that's on the street, they have no place to go. Call this number. Yes. And they can get connected. Yes. Wow, that's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so uh, guys, let's talk about what you guys do every Thursday night. For, for kind of, uh, you, you mentioned in in the break that you provide meals and. Uh, um, some level of clothing. Um, you share the gospel. You share the word of God with them. But let's start kind of at the beginning. You have a, a, a bunch of volunteers who come in on Wednesday. Is that right? We have a group that come in on Wednesdays to cook the cook, meals. Cook the meals. Yeah, and, and we cook so that everybody gets at least two servings, and usually there's some for them to take with them. Really? And we make enough to where everybody gets the same meal so that one man doesn't get fried chicken and his neighbor gets a hot dog. We don't, we don't want anybody fighting over food. <laughs> so everybody gets the same amount. There's yep. plenty to go around. You make plenty. And, uh, and so they start preparing the food on Wednesday, yep. and you serve it then on Thursday, Thursday. Thursday evening. Thursday night. Uh, we, we get there at uh, – well, what we do is uh, we have a storage building in one part of town over off Taylor Boulevard, and then we serve down off of Wenzel, which is at Cable Baptist Church's gym. They allow us to use that as uh, as our serving area, which we go in every night from one place. We load it up in the truck, our hot food, all of our Because you plates, get there early and, and warm everything up. Right. We get there early and warm everything up and, and put it in the truck and drive it down there, and then we set up the gym set up the tables with tablecloths, chairs, napkins, the whole 
the whole deal and serve the food. And uh, our guests come in. We call them our guests. Uh, they're no different than us, but we treat them like they're uh, like you would be treated if you went in and sat down in a restaurant. You don't have to get up for anything. Mm. You know, we bring your drink. We drink bring so your meal. They they don't do they walk through a line or do no. you? So they you, go sit you go down. Go and sit down. We serve them. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And you and and then when uh, when they get their plate empty and they and they would like a second. Yeah. Raise your hand. They raise your hand. You go. Yeah. You go back. Grab their plate. And fill right. it back up. Keep your cup full. Everything. <laughs> and uh, so uh, during the evening, if if people are in need of a, a blanket, a coat, uh, we try to you know help their needs through that. Uh, we have a few toiletries and some things that we can help them with their uh, their hygiene and things. And uh, we also serve them dessert. And uh, then we have afterwards we have a uh, a, a Bible study that they're welcome to uh, sit in on and and we just get to sit down one on one just to mm-hmm. to share uh, because we like to hear their stir- stories too. Uh, a fellow uh, shared with us the other night that uh, what made him feel like someone cared is that they were willing to sit down and listen to what he had to say what his problems was you know what his day was like i've been thanked for things and i thought what did i do for you today and he said well you just sat and listened to me yeah Yeah. i mean they're probably used to people talking at them talking to them but very few people really listen is that and that's a key i think people want to know that other people recognize that they're human they want mm-hmm. people to know they have a name and they have a reason why they're where they are. It, it, just to get to know somebody. One, one thing Wally left out about our evening is while they're having dinner, we provide worship music, oh. and, and which is really nice. A uh, couple nights of, of the month, we'll have live music. Sometimes I'll throw a CD in, but we always try to provide music. It just calms everything down. Mm. That's, that is fantastic. We're going to take a break and come back in our next couple segments and, and talk more about you know, how can you, a listener, say, you know, I want to contribute because we have a role to play in, in life. And, and, you know, some people think, gosh, what can I do? Other people are like, maybe somebody else will do something. What's our role? How are we helping people? And, and we want to get these guys perspective on if, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, can I have some money? I'm homeless and I need help. There's a lot of different viewpoints on what to do and we'd like to talk to these guys they see it on a, on a regular basis about what to do or what not to do and so we're going to take a break we'll be back shortly coming up in the next couple of segments talking more about homelessness and how we can be help in that situation here on solid steps radio welcome back to our third segment today of solid steps radio chad russell kurt Souter, and we're talking to norm and wally about the homeless uh, situation problem uh, here in Louisville and uh, in many other cities uh, with Lost Sheep Ministries is who they're associated with. And uh, we want to thank Frank Enterprises. Uh, those guys help you out. If you have septic issues, if you've got water, dra- water drainage issues outside of your home, uh, land excavating, certain areas of that, Frank Enterprises can help with that. So uh, we want to thank them for being a sponsor of the show and also Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star helps people go through one of the most biggest 
one of the biggest transitions people will ever go through, and that's how do I take care of a loved one who needs either help once a week or 24-hour care. Bright Star Home Care can help you guide you in the right direction on those uh, on those paths. So, Norman Wally, you, ta- you talked about the last time you have worship music, which I think, I think that's awesome. And then you provide some kind of, you open the Bible and you share the truth of God's Word. And you made a comment in between the break that for some of these folks, this is really their church. To talk to our listeners about that. Do you, do you want to talk about that, Wally? Well, uh, they, by offering a meal, by offering a place that's not, you're, they're not accountable to anyone. It's, it's, it's no judgment when you walk in our doors. Um, you just sit in and you can, uh, they just feel more comfortable there than they do in a, uh, uh, structured setting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, uh. So, so what do they do um, while they, they come in and eat? And is it after they eat or while they eat um, or before they eat? Well, uh, we always try to make people feel comfortable, you know, talk to them while we serve food and, and uh, just get to know them, uh, ask them their name, you know, uh, shake a hand. And, uh, you really are trying to, what the Bible says, to honor one another above yourself. We're trying to uh, cross that that chasm or whatever that you know mm-hmm. that separation because people on the street are basically separated from what we call humanity the 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 world we live in and it's really hard to cross that border and until you can create uh, a relationship like Jesus always had a relationship with with everyone he he sat down with you know whether it was a sinner a tax collector a, a preacher or, or whoever he sat down with he it was there was no us and them mm. uh it, it it was just we're going to sit down and we're going to break bread and 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 we're going to discuss things and that way you open up a a dialogue to where you can you know, discuss deeper things, you mm-hmm. know, your faith or whatever. But the best thing to do is is to to make them feel cared about is to listen to them and to f- let them know that you feel the, the pain that they go through on a daily basis. I mean, what you were talking, you're describing compassion. Yeah, compassion, caring. Uh, you know, people a lot of times when they approach somebody homeless on a the street, they'll try to walk around them or they'll step away from them. Avoid you know, you want to step in. Avoid yeah. eye contact. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What, what were you going to say, Norm? Well, in addition to what Wally's talking about, uh, we invite all of our guests to stay for Bible study. And we invite our volunteers to join our guests at the table because we have dialogue back and forth about what we're discussing in the Bible. And, and it's interesting, they look at the Bible through different lenses than what we do. <laughs> I bet they do. Yes, and some of the feedback is just amazing. A, a few years ago, we were going through the book of Acts, and I said, I, I, out of nowhere, I just said, I got a trivia question for you. I said, where in the Bible is the first mention of the word Christians? And a guy that if you saw him on the street, you would try to avoid, yelled out, Acts 11. I said, how'd you know that? I had to go look it up. <laughs> He said, I know my Bible. 
And, and when you hear that from, and we, we have people bring their Bibles with them to Bible study. When mm. you see that, it, it just makes the whole work worthwhile. Wow. So, so you, you, you talked in the break as well that you guys serve communion. Yes, once a month. Once a month, you anybody who wants to have communion, is that right after the dinner part? Yes, right after dinner, right before Bible study. Um, you give a little bit of a, 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 a thought of about communion, about the Lord's Supper, and then you provide it. Yes. How, how many of those folks who come uh, kind of percentage-wise would participate in taking communion? Well, most all that, that stay for the uh, Bible study. You know, we explain that, you know, what it, what it means to, to uh, partake of the, the body and the blood of, of, of Christ. That's at what it symbolizes and things. It's so we just try to get a, an understanding of what the Bible really means. I mean, you know, when you read the Bible, if you're not familiar with it, you read it and you think, well, I have no clue what's going on in here, you know. Mm. And so sometimes when I'm reading, I'm going, what's, you know, what does this this section mean? If I'm asking that question, other people are. That's right. So we'll bring up those uh, situations in our Bible study to where we can get feedback from people. And, and, and that way we can clear up some of that gray area you know that 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 area that's that stereotype uh thought about what the word means and what it really means you know so so so, um how long is is uh from like when they walk in the door they start coming at what time six at six Mm o'clock p.m and and the last person to leave is, is they leave about what time we try to wrap up by eight, okay. Because there's a bus outside on Jefferson Street that comes about eight oh five. We don't want anybody to miss that bus if they are going down to the West End or going back to Salvation Army. Got it. And so uh, they, for the first hour or so, are they eating mm-hmm. and you're visiting and kind of there's yep. some worship music and then the last hour is more Bible study. Is that what, and the communion? Is that how it goes? Yes. Yes. Okay. And um, you mentioned in the break that there's a lady uh, because you have you have kids that yes, come. Yes. Talk to our uh, uh, listeners about that and uh, the birthday experience. Well, uh, we have a a lady. Uh, her name's Coco, and she uh, she just has a a joy in her heart to give and to love on these kids. Mm. And, and several of the ladies do, you know, they work at the dessert table and the drink table and stuff. And, you know, they, they call them by name and they hug them when they come in the door and make them feel wanted. I mean, we've had people there long enough that have come in, have grown up mm. in that area. And if we've known them for years. And so she thought, well, I'll, uh, I'll find out when their birthday is, and she'll bake them a birthday cake and sing happy birthday to them. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, there's no links sometimes to what are, you know, uh, sometimes you have to set, you know. There's not a person out there that doesn't want to be honored and remembered on their birthday. Sure, sure. I guess unless they get, re- they're, they're really old and uh, they don't want to remember anymore. E- even <laughs> no. then. No, we, we had a lady the other night that celebrated her <laughs> 70 72 years 
birthday uh-huh. and she's been there from day one oh, wow. she was homeless when when this this ministry started and she did get a, a house that's next door you know and, and she walks there every every thursday night that we're there i mean she she does not miss one unless she's sick or in the hospital or something wow and and you know you mentioned that also the they take sometimes they take food home with them mm-hmm. what do they put it in well we have to-go boxes and we have styrofoam cups that we cap off with a, a lid or with foil for soup anything we've got we don't want to throw it away we so you just send it all, and they yeah. and they're glad to take it. Absolutely, that's awesome. Depends on what whether I cooked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you one thing that about our evening that it, it just makes me go home with a fuller heart. We have volunteers that are fourteen years old, mm. and to see a fourteen-year-old sit at a table holding hands with homeless people on each side praying together. That just makes the that just makes my heart swell. Wow, yeah, that's good stuff. Powerful. That that is kingdom living and a kingdom mindset, and we can learn from our young people. That's good stuff. Okay, so Norm, um, you you have something in your hand, <laughs> and uh, you pulled it out. Tell us what that is in your hand right now. It is a McDonald's. Five dollar gift card. Okay, why do you have a five dollar? <laughs> I think Norm's buying lunch today. <laughs> a McDonald's gift card. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Chad brought up earlier about the people standing on the corners with the sign. Yes. And and are they legit? Or are they playing a game? Uh, is it a scam? We don't know. And and it's it's difficult because Jesus says right after the Beatitudes, to give to everyone who begs. Also, he calls us to have wisdom. So what do you do? Well, you can put a bunch of sandwiches in your car, or you can put toiletry bags together, or I keep a bunch of these McDonald's gift cards with me, and I'll hand those out. Everybody's within walking distance of a McDonald's, and it's not worth enough to actually sell on the street for anything, but it makes me feel like the Holy Spirit said, help this guy. Here's how you do it without feeling guilty or feeling afraid or feeling like you didn't help at all. I got a few more questions for you, but we need to take a break. Sure. We're going to take a break, come back for our fourth and final segment. If you want to hear more about the other three segments that you did not hear or you want to send this to someone and uh, you think this is something you want to hear later on, you can go to Facebook soundcloud.com you can go to furtherstoneministries.org and you can click on the mic there and you can hear our podcast commercial free this will be posted on a Monday and you'll be able to hear it anytime you need it so we're going to come back for one more segment and talk about how you can help Lost Sheep Ministries here locally and maybe other uh, homeless shelters where you are in your city and how you can be a help and not a hindrance on Solid Steps Radio Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Today, we're talking to Wally and Norm of Lost Sheep Ministries. We're going to have some more information, lostsheepoflouisville.org, lostsheepoflouisville.org. We're going to have more information here at the end of the segment of how you can help the homeless situation here in Louisville with these folks. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors of our show, Dan Hart Financial. He has helped 
many people decide what they're going to do with their finances and how retirement looks for them. And if you have questions about that, Dan Hart is a person who can sit down and look at your current portfolio and figure out what your next direction might be. And also, again, Ellen and Credit Union and all of our sponsors for making this a pod, or commercial-free podcast uh, after we air the show. So, okay, so Norm, you you got this little McDonald's gift card. And th- <laughs> so this is not just for Louisville folks. We have listeners from all over the place. Um, real, and then this is a real practical thing that anyone can really do. Yep. Go go buy a handful of five dollar gift card for McDonald's, and and so what what do you do uh, when you so you, you you don't know if this person is legit or not. So what do you do, Norm? Well, I does, to- does everybody get a five dollar gift card? Well, I try to follow what the Holy Spirit is guiding me to do. Okay. That, that's the only way I can do it. I don't have enough gift cards to hand to everybody on the streets, but I think you can sense, well, I've seen this guy on this same corner for the last five years. Something's wrong here. But I think you have to let the Holy Spirit guide you with that decision. Uh, recently, I, I saw a lady who had no legs. Uh, she had a little mm-hmm. sign up. She's in a wheelchair. And I had a I had a gift card, a, a McDonald's gift card, and she was so appreciative. Yep. And uh, she had described to me that she uh, ha, uh, she had her little tent. And I asked her like, how do you, how, okay, how do you get around? She had her wheelchair, and she has a little sometimes some help. But yeah. some guys had while she was out away from her tent, they had come in and stolen what she did have. Right. Um, but I, I want you to describe to our listeners um, how they can get involved in your ministry and what what different areas, uh, because there's not, it's not just serving food. Talk, talk to our listeners about that. Well, uh, you know, like I said, when I got started, you know, you, you feel a little uncomfortable. Um, sometimes you, a lot of people have to get out of their comfort zone because you're not really sacrificial giving giving unless you're out of your comfort zone in some cases but we do have people who say sort clothes and cook meals at our uh our service building and they never actually see a homeless person but they know that they're assisting and helping us to reach them their their gift is Cooking and there's, there's preparing ser- meals. Yeah, and- their service is 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 working and doing. And whether they know how, you know, they they enjoy cooking or or sorting clothes and stuff, which we always need somebody to go through the donations because they come in garbage bags, and you know, and somebody's got to go through and fold them and and get them ready for us to uh, to hand out on Thursday nights. So, uh, is or that the same same yeah. with the toiletries and all that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just. What we get in, we try to distribute uh, out um, to uh, people who need them. And uh, so, but you can come down and you can serve food out of the kitchen, you know, or you can fill drinks. Uh, or, uh, or if you're a prayer warrior, you can uh, you can be there available. You know, if if people need prayer, you can you can sit down and pray with them. Um, like you said, the people come in in wheelchairs, um, uh, hobble in on canes, ride bicycles. Uh, there's always a way to connect with someone uh, through our ministry. 
and uh, we can always use steady, you know, people that are we know are going to be there every week. But if you can't come anyhow, uh, it's it's uh, you will get a blessing from just being there if and, you, uh, and sharing. So, well, okay, uh, there's a listener out there who has has never done this at all ever. They've never really connected with a homeless. This is totally foreign to them. Can they just come down and watch and and just maybe shake hands and, sure. and, and absolutely greet, and greet yeah. people and just kind of become aware of the homeless situation? Absolutely, we'll make we'll make them feel welcome. We'll make sure they don't feel overly uncomfortable. We want people to come back. Yes. So okay. So now talk to our listeners because I know there's there's a question in their minds. I think in all of our minds. When we help versus enable. Uh, Norm, talk to us about that. Well, I have a story. Uh, This happened, I'm going to say, five years ago. We had a homeless man. His name was Teddy, and he was appropriately named. He was just the gentlest, kindest person you could meet living in a camp. And he got locked up for being drunk. When he came back to the camp, someone had stolen everything. Not that he had much of anything, but they took his tent sleeping bag he had nothing and he came back to lost sheep and he said can you get me a tent and we put the word out and somebody got him a tent and the next week he said can you get me a camp stove and we put our heads together and said no because if we get you a stove we got to get you a can of gas and we know you live in the woods and we know you drink Mm. somebody did get him a camp stove he got drunk pulled it in the tent and lit it, it exploded, he froze to death. Mm. Now, that is somebody really trying to help, but in the long run, they're hurting. There, there is a line, somewhere you've got to use your head to say, I'm not helping this person, I'm making me feel better, rather than actually helping them. And that's a tough situation. Uh, that's a, that is a difficult balance. How do you guys, how, how do you, at Lost Sheep Ministries, how do you uh, try to navigate those waters? Well, I don't try to navigate them alone. I try to surround myself with people that I can, we can put our heads together and say, what do I do in this situation? We tell our volunteers, never give money. Because, never give money. Because that money may put them over the edge with drink or drug. Mm. And you don't want to be responsible for that. We can help them, but we can't provide bus funds. We can't provide money for LG&E bills. We, j- we just don't do it because we don't know where it's going. Yes. Talk to us about, you, you mentioned in the break that uh, many of these homeless people, uh, about a third of them are coming out of or still in uh, addictions. Yes. Is that right? And wh- where are the other folks coming from? Well, about a third of our guests are mentally challenged, and about a third are there because of circumstances. Just life circumstances? Yes. What what, what would that be like, well, Norm? It could be loss of a job. It could be a single mom that loses her house. It could be somebody with overwhelming medical bills that just loses everything they have. They have no place to go. So they they. They do end up in a shelter somewhere, but they don't have a home, or they end up in a tent. So a third addictions, about a third mental, and a third just yeah. life circumstances. 
That's amazing. I, I, I wouldn't have thought the life circumstances would be that high, but it is amazing. I mean, yeah. tough things happen. You're going to say something, Well, Chad? I was going to say, and some of those thirds probably overlap with the other ones. Somebody oh, yeah. said, well, yeah. I'm a drug addict because of something that happened to them young. Yeah. And I wonder how many of them were born, and you all can know this, how many of them were born into poverty mm-hmm. from the beginning? And now you're, you're, you're already got three strikes, two strikes against you from birth. I mean, do you see most of those folks coming from those circumstances? You know, Wed guy uh, give his witness the other night. Uh, he grew up in, uh, I think it was New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a uh, father's in jail, uh, mother's got addiction problems, grandma helped raise me, so on and so forth. But there was a guy there that it, it wasn't a life-changing thing. It was more that he was raised up a little bit in the church and had some spiritual background. It was very intelligent, uh, but he always felt like god was with him in many things so over the years he just he was able to Mm. study the word study other things and always kept his focus but then again he's still i think he lives way wayside right now but he has been in kentucky he's been back to new york he's been back to kentucky again something keeps bringing back to kentucky so we're going to find a place for him somewhere (laughs) you know uh but uh, very, very well spiritual raised young man, uh, you know, got that personal relationship with Jesus Christ and uh, is always trying to help someone on the street. So we are always trying to help people help other people, you know, that discipleship yes. thing that that if you can help someone, you know, the people on the street know street people better than we do. Yes. And if I can help someone know God a little better and they can help someone else know God a little better, then that chain starts. And so we can generate something that is bigger than than what our little small ministry is. This is what you're describing is we are are here to invest in the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh, Guys, uh, I uh, I hate it, but we are. Time is out. Thank you so much, Norman Wally, for coming in. Uh, Norm, would you just would you pray just real quickly for us men that we would have the eyes of Jesus and that we would have the heart of Jesus to reach out? Would you pray for us? Absolutely. And thanks for having us on. Oh, it's a great joy to have you guys. Thanks again for coming in. It's an honor. God, I just uh, ask that you uh, lift up all the men that are listening, especially uh, help help us men to be brave mm. and uh, face those uh, fears overcome obstacles and uh, just love on people that uh, we know are our brothers and sisters and um, as c.s lewis once said we need to learn to love our neighbor because we may be spending eternity with him (laughs) and hopefully in your realm god and i just thank you so much for this ministry and for letting me be a part of it and i just pray all this in jesus holy name Amen. Mm, amen. Amen. Lost Sheep Ministries, lostsheepoflouisville.org, lostsheepoflouisville.org. And if you want more information to get in contact with, how can you serve here locally? And if you're listening anywhere around the world or anywhere in America and you're hearing this, I can assure you everything we talked about today is true in your city. And there is someone there who can be able to get plugged in to help. So 
Uh, we want to thank our guests for coming in, and we want to thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.